60% of the time, it works every time. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, Vietnam. This is your captain speaking. Fun fact about the number 34, episode 34, <laughs> podcast number 34, the big 3-4. 34 is a Fibonacci number. The Fibonacci sequence is a series of numbers in which each number after the first two is the sum of the two preceding ones. The sequence usually starts with zero and one and goes something like this. 0, 1, 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 13, 21, 34. As you can see, 34 is the ninth number in the Fibonacci sequence if you start at zero. Fibonacci numbers are fascinating because they appear in various aspects of art, nature, and mathematics. For example, the arrangement of leaves on a stem, the fruitlets of a pineapple, and the florets of a sunflower all follow the Fibonacci sequence. This sequence is closely related to the golden ratio, which is an irrational mathematical constant approximately equal to 1.618. The golden ratio is often considered to be aesthetically pleasing and used in art and architecture. The more you know. I remember watching a, it was a YouTube documentary, YouTube short. It was like 35 minutes long about the Fibonacci sequence and how it's like universal and it's like everything in nature uses the Fibonacci sequence, not just the examples they gave about plants and shit, but like almost everything we do is based off of it. So very interesting documentary. But the thing about YouTube is once they got, once they got sold out, once they sold out to fucking corporate America, you can't catch that shit anymore on there. It's all fucking news. Or if you type in like, give me everything you got on the flat earth, like flat earth documentary or 9-11 conspiracy, it comes up with reason. It comes up with news clips saying shit like, here's why it's not a conspiracy conspiracy or here here's why the earth isn't flat you fucking suck youtube that's why you're fucking losing you loser youtube back in my day youtube was a thing you went on to find out about real shit going on in the world back when woke meant you kept your third eye open you'd go over your friend's house and the weird older brother would invite you up to his room with a strobe light on and be like watch this documentary everything's fake and you're like what are you talking about and then he just hits play and fucking goes outside to the shed and rips a bowl while you're in there watching a documentary about how everything's fake and we live in a simulation you come out jaded you come out pilled at that point and then you just go back living your life as a fucking 11 year old knowing that all this is made up because you heard it from your weird older friend your weird friend's older brother back in the days when youtube had some fucking balls gutless now you piece of shit youtube man i'm really worked up about youtube i fucking hate youtube now it's so not what it used to be it used to be so much fun to go on there you just type in shit you'd see some crazy videos on there you'd see people dying all the time you can watch a woman eat dog shit with her hands it's just a different time man it was just a different set of rules we lived by and then they're like oh now we're gonna sell out and you're gonna ban shit and we're gonna put news articles on there i don't want the fucking news all right one of the news i'd read the goddamn newspaper that's why no one reads the newspaper anymore you fucking morons man i hate youtube now the thing about it is like i said man it used to be so much fun you learn so much i remember being the, the the family computer used to be in the living room with the family and you'd be watching tv and one person would be on the computer while everyone else you would have to take turns and shit because 
It was the family computer. So you either did your homework. Pretty much if you have brothers and sisters, the priority was they get their homework done. And then like, oh, you, your hour is up. You take turns now. And then someone else would go on. You'd be watching a documentary about building seven, falling down, not never getting hit by a plane with no significant damage while the family's watching fucking Winnie the Pooh Christmas special. And then before you know it, everyone's chiming in. You got the neighbors over. You got the, you got the neighborhood kids over being like, yo, watch this video. Watch, watch this Russian dude chop off another person's head and let it bleed into the river the good old days moving along though this date in history june 23 trying to lighten the mood here June 23rd, 1972, President Richard Nixon signed into law Title IX of the Education Amendments of 1972. Title IX is a federal civil rights law that prohibits discrimination on the basis of sex in any education program or activity that receives federal funding. This includes most schools, including colleges and universities. Before Title IX, many educational educational, educational programs and activities were segregated by sex and opportunities for women and girls were often limited, especially in athletics. Title IX. Title IX. Title IX has been instrumental. I gotta slow it down. I sound like a fucking moron. Instrumental in increasing opportunities for female students in the United States, particularly in sports. After the enactment of Title IX, there was a dramatic increase in the number of women and girls participating in sports at both the high school and collegiate levels. Title IX states no person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be included from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any educational program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. The good old days, man. Back when we did shit as a country. Got behind things we believed in, you know? I don't think it was ever a problem allowing female athletes to play sports. But apparently we had to make a law to make it so that universities and schools had to equally allow men and women to play sports. You would think it would have just been built in already, but nope, we had to make a law for it. So whatever. It's always fucking something. History has its eyes on me. Hi, Brady. Brady's all worked up. He had some uh, one of his toys rolled under my bed or our bed because he was on the bed with me. And um, he got all worked up about it. He finally gets it. Or I went under there, got it for him. And it's one of the toys that has like a plastic bottle in it. So when he, it's like an alligator, but it has a plastic water bottle in it so he can bite down and it crunches, makes this crunching sound. You might've heard it in the background. So he's all worked up because that's one of his favorite toys. And I think he didn't know it was down there for the longest time until today. I guess he's, his nose picked up on it because the nose knows, right B? So he's having fun. I'm not having fun. I'll tell you that right now. These fucking pussies. I told you I'm never going to talk about sports and I'm not. I'm not going to break down the game. I'm not talking like I'm an expert in baseball or anything. I'm saying it's okay to be unhinged when you're a fucking, when you're paying for the sport, you're paying for four different streaming channels to watch the game, or you go to the game, you're spending money on beer, parking, subway, train, food, the seats, and they, they wheel out fucking Josh fucking Donaldson, 37 year old, old man Donaldson gets out there batting a fucking 160 on the year, 160, that's one tenth. That's one out of every 10 times 
he's getting a hit as a professional fucking athlete. Every time they wheel his bag of bones out there at third base, and then they tell you, they have the fucking gall to fucking tell you that he's the fucking best third baseman we can find, and you're paying fucking money for that shit, it's okay to be unhinged. When this guy batting his measly 160 on the year, and then the company line is that he's an elite defender, and don't worry, he'll make up for it in the field. He's a perfect defenseman. He has a rocket arm. He makes plays that other fielders can't play and then he fucking commits two errors on the same goddamn play he looks like he's a hundred years old he's a piece of shit nobody likes him he's always been a loser he's a born fucking nobody and these pieces of shit have the fucking nerve to trot his ass out there and expect us to sit there and fucking take it on the chin just bend over and fucking take it up the tailpipe you fucking morons keep giving us your money and we are going to keep doing it because we're pieces of shit But it's okay to be unhinged about it. It's okay to fucking flip out and start cursing people up and down. And then you have New York Sports Radio, mainly Michael Goddamn K, who's the fucking announcer for the Yankees. He works for the team, and he says he's a, he says he's a fucking objective journalist. Suck my dick when he's telling you that. Well, they believe in Donaldson, and they they believe he can turn it around, and he can have years like he previously had. He had the, he won the MVP in 2015. He hasn't been good since. You piece of shit. Oh well, he's known for his defense, and the Yankees really think his defense is up to par. The guy's been booting the ball all over the fucking place. He got picked off at first. He hasn't stolen a base in a decade. He got picked off leading off first. And then he committed an error in that same game. Then he commits an error last night like a fucking moron. God damn it. And now I'm worked up. Now the baby's upset. So when you hear people call into sports radio, which is by its own thing is just a crazy thing to do. If you spend your time listening to sports radio and you have the time to wait on hold for 10, 15, 20, sometimes an hour to get your 30 second takeoff and then the, the radio host, the broadcaster, whoever you want to call them, the host of the show decides to yell back at you that you don't know what you're talking about. These are professionals, the analytics show, and they fucking demean you for it. Bitch, you're taking a paycheck from them. Why the fuck would we believe you? Why the fuck would we take your word for it that you're an objective journalist, that you have this credentialed background as being objective? And bitch, the name on the paycheck is the same as the fucking teams, man. So you can't say you're an objective journalist, defend the worst guy on the team who's batting in the fucking four hole all the goddamn time. At least if he's going to bat 180, put him in the 8-9 spot. Who gives a fuck? Put him at the end of the lineup. You're batting him in a position that needs fucking RBIs. That's supposed to be a home run hitter, a base fucking, a base knock guy. Two men on, one man out. This guy's supposed to get a fucking hit, not strike out with a fucking curveball down the middle. And you're going to sit there and tell us that we don't know what we're talking about? My eyes tell me what I fucking see, all right? You fat piece of shit. And then you got fucking Don LaGreca backing his ass up. Well, Michael, Michael's right. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, up, 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 up. You got fucking Peter Rosenberg just being a fucking joke. You fucking gutless, heartless pieces of shit. Try going to growing a set of balls for once in your life. Stand up for something and don't tell fans they don't know what the fuck they're talking about because they see it. Everyone sees it. The guy fucking sucks. Anyway. (laughs) Moving right along. So it turns out that submarine was um, the Navy, our Navy, the U.S. Navy, apparently has this top secret technology that can detect sounds all over the place 
this is going to get a little deep. So there's a few layers to this. So to start, like I was just saying, the Navy has this technology that can pretty much scan the entire ocean and they can hear everything that's going on is the gist of it. So when this thing imploded, because it has imploded, they've come to the conclusion it has been an implosion and the Navy has confirmed they heard they heard the implosion on Sunday when this thing dipped down and lost contact in two hours. They hear it and they heard it clear as day, like that's an implosion. They didn't know it was exactly that ship, but if someone's reporting, hey, we lost contact with a submarine that imploded, we think it imploded. And around that same time, you get a ping on your sonar or sound, whatever the hell it is, on your technology that says that indicates an implosion happened. Safe to say that's probably what imploded. And everyone's pissed off at the Navy now, like they were supposed to do something. Here's the problem. And I understand the goal. They were trying to hide it. And there's a few layers to this. But let's just say they hear the Navy hears an implosion. The company is saying we think it imploded. The Navy's like, that had to have been it. No need to search for it. It's imploded. A week goes by and this thing floats across on shore. It didn't implode. It just lost contact and it's been floating in the Atlantic and it ends up, I don't know, Myrtle Beach or something crazy. And these people just suffocated because we didn't look for it. And now everyone's going to blame the Navy being like, well, the Navy said that it imploded. We didn't need to look. Then the Navy's in trouble. So the reason they didn't say, hey, we heard it implode. We know it's that thing, that piece of shit submersible that imploded. No need to look for it is because they didn't want to be blamed for it. And it's not their fucking job to keep track of everything that's in the ocean. Yes, they patrol the ocean and they make sure our borders are secure from our no, they don't even make sure the borders are secure. That's the Coast Guard's job. Their job is to make sure the water, there's nothing coming to us from the water. So they heard it, but it's not their job to report that shit, especially if they're using technology other countries don't know we have. So journalism in all its glory, because I'm a fan of the journalists. I think we need journalism, you know, freedom of the press and shit like that. The journalists reported that the Navy did know about it and they do have technology that detected it. And the Navy was like, yeah, we did. What are you going to do about it? We're not going to advertise that we have this technology, but the journalists did their job and they got to the bottom of the story and they reported it and the Navy confirmed it. That's the way the system's supposed to work. It's the Coast Guard's job or the company is supposed to have a backup plan. It shouldn't fall on the taxpayer, the American taxpayers, to go fucking find every person that's lost at sea. Like, yeah, there's services in place that do that. So don't get mad at the Navy for being like, well, we heard it, but we just can't reveal the technology. If the journalists never found out about this technology, we would have never known that the Navy heard about it. It would have never came out, at least for a while. Maybe if someone blew the whistle on it, but it's a secret. The same way there's secrets in the Air Force that I'm sure I don't even know about and that we're not going to advertise that we have this technology or shit in space. But we're going to go a little deeper than that. Now, why would the Navy have technology that can listen to everything that's going on in the ocean? The main reason is probably because they want to know when boats and shit and everything's coming our way from overseas just so we don't get invaded by surprise. That's the most likely answer. Another answer is that they're tracking these UAPs that they call them now, formerly known as UFOs. And they have this technology to track them as they go in and out of the water because it has been reported that sometimes these UFOs are seen in the air and then they dip into the water or they come out of the water or they, they've been in the water. And since we don't know, we haven't mapped the entire ocean floor, for all we know, they live in the water. So they use this technology to keep an eye on the aliens that are down there. Again, who knows? We don't know. It's top secret shit, man. We may never know, but that is a working theory that the reason we're listening to the ocean is because aliens go down there. And it would make sense because if aliens are coming here, 
It's because our planet's covered 75% in water. So they probably need water themselves. So they would come here and be interested in our water. So it makes sense that we would fucking listen to the water. But that shit we're never going to know. We're never, gonna, we're never really going to know. But the most obvious answer is that we're just patrolling the water. And we're just listening to make sure nothing's coming our way that we can't prepare for or know it's coming ahead of time. And if you listen to the clip, the clip sounds insane. They hear like a little clink. It's like clink. And then bang. And like, yep, that's the sound of an implosion. And then you hear it kind of keep imploding. Like it keeps shrinking and shrinking. And you hear the metal kind of grinding together as it continues. It's, it's after its an initial implosion. So this is what it would sound like. This is a sound of an implosion. It's not the implosion, but this is a similar situation where they tested it out. And this is what an implosion sounds like. It's kind of low. I'm trying to, I boosted the volume a little bit. So put your ear to the grindstone here. So that's basically what it sounds like. It just sounds like a loud ass pop, like a bang, like kind of a gunshot in the distance. And apparently that's what the Navy picked up. That wasn't the actual sound. That is a sound of something imploding um, that someone recorded. And they said, this is what the Navy would have heard. I'm sure the Navy has higher technology than that shitty sound, but it sounds because it's instant. So if what happens is when it instantly collapses like that from the pressure, the hull immediately heats the air in the sub to around the surface of the sun because it, it compresses it so much that all the molecules and stuff fucking hammer together. And then all the metal in the seawall and stuff like collapse or collapsing and it's pushing, condensing all this material into one thing. So for like 30 milliseconds, it's like the hottest place ever. And then obviously there's nothing left and it's like instant. It's not like it slowly crushes you to death. Like this is a pop. Like it's, it's if you if you ever watched like popcorn popping, it's an, it's a kernel. And then all of a sudden it just pops. That's kind of the same that's how fast it happens. So it's fucking horrifying, but that's probably the best way to go in that situation other than, I know I talked about this yesterday. That's probably the best way to go compared to just waiting to pass out from carbon dioxide or something. So, oh, well, they're dead. Moving along to the random question of the day. Lighten the mood. I've been unhinged today. I don't know what it is. This is why I have to go see an endocrinologist because it's like all of a sudden I have like zero energy and I get fucking moody. I had a good day today. It's a Friday, you know, easy day. Woke up, didn't feel like shit. Got a, me and the hound went for like a mile and a half walk. Got to work. Easy day. Got a super good workout in at lunch. Had a good lunch. Had a fun afternoon at the office. I made these assholes. I should stop calling them. Like they're, they're like the best people to work with. Like they're all funny. They all have their own personalities and stuff. They're fun. Um, but I did an exercise with them because usually I play trivia with them at the end of the day. But today I had them, I had a list of 20 topics and I had them pick a random number between one and 20 and one of them would go at a time and whatever number they picked associated with that topic, they had to give a two minute speech on without any preparation. They had like a 20 second preparation and then I would start a timer for two minutes and they'd have to give a speech on it. And it's funny because like we always make the joke that everyone in my office, they're all know-it-alls, but they really don't know anything. They all think they know the right answer and they all swear that they have the right answer and they have the, the best way to do everything. And like they're all, their egos are out of control. And then you see them go up there and have to give a speech. One kid had to give a speech. He's like the loudmouth in the 
office. He's easily the loudest person in the office. And he's also the most confident one. I wouldn't say confident. He's the most arrogant one. Um, and his topic was, if you could pick any superpower for yourself, what would you pick? And he goes, oh, this is easy, man. I'm going to do this. No problem. Start the timer. He goes, I would, I would be able to make people disappear. He's like, I would make everyone disappear that I didn't like. So like right now, you're making me do this speech. I would be able to make you disappear. I'm like, okay, you have a minute 45 left. And then he does it again. And like, you know what I mean? Like He doesn't really get it. I don't know where I was in that story. I got a phone call in the middle of it that I had to answer. So anyway, I had this kid went up there. He was talking about, oh yeah, he was talking about uh, if he can do the superpower thing. And he'd said he'd disappear people from the planet, kind of like Thanos just snaps people out of existence. And then I was like, well, you have a minute 45 left. And he's like, shit, this is hard. Like, all right, keep going. You know, he's still got a minute 40 left. And then uh, he kind of, he just kept saying the same thing over and over again. He goes, you know what? I think I would fly. Yeah, I would fly. Would you fly? I think I would fly. Yeah, I'm going to fly. I'm going to choose flying. I'm like, minute 20 left. He's like, man, maybe I would do the disappearing thing. Maybe I would disappear. Minute 10 left. Like I just kept reminding him. And he kept clamming up. And then another kid went and he's a nervous wreck as it is. And he actually spoke for the first, the whole two minutes, but he was like running around the office like he couldn't he couldn't sit still he was like swinging this stress ball around he was doing all this stuff so yeah i had a good day and then i get home i'm on the drive home and like it feels like a truck hit me it was like i ran out of gas and i'm like yo i'm fucking exhausted i had to go grocery shopping i'm yawning like every 10 seconds i'm yawning in the grocery store i'm cranky as fuck i check out i pack the car and i'm like sweating it's not that hot it's a little humid but i'm like hot I'm drinking water in the car i get home i get changed and i'm like i gotta like sit like something's gotta like you know like i gotta like relax like i don't know what's going on so i don't know why i'm fucking moody but that's why you have to go see an endocrinologist make sure your levels your blood levels are all are all okay because something's going on there i'm going there on monday and checking it out all right so moving along to the question of the day if you can invent a new holiday what would it be called and how would it be celebrated i think i would invent a holiday where i don't even know what the name of it would be i think i would call like it would have to, it's something along the lines of like like a pause like a, everything pauses for like two weeks. Remember in the beginning of the pandemic, it would be like that where like we shut everything down for two weeks, but like not because of a pandemic, obviously. So from like July 1st until like the 15th, everything is just, you can open your store, but no one's obligated to work. You don't have to go to work. It's like a free two week vacation for everybody. I would say 10 business days off. So you get like two full weeks off plus the weekends. So you get obviously Monday through Friday, one week, and the next week you get another Monday through Friday, the next weeks, and you get the weekend before, the weekend in the middle, and the weekend after off. Just so everyone can just fucking relax a little bit and take it fucking easy. Like you don't have to play any, like maybe sports will still go on. Um, and like mute, like it's for everyone to go on vacation at that point. So I just, it wouldn't work for everybody because people still have to work if you want to go on vacation. But I feel like it would be like built into it where like, no, you're going to spend time with your neighbors. And like, no, you can't just go to the water park because the water park's going to be closed. Like go to someone's pool in your neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like go get to know the people that are around you. I would call it like like homeland week or something something like that something with like the where you're getting to know like your neighbors a little better and like you're spending time with your friends without going out to do a million different things like yeah going to the yankee game is great but you can also have a great time just sitting in the backyard barbecuing or at a fire or jumping in the pool or going to the beach you know what i mean something like that where you just have two weeks off everything's closed if you want to open your business you can but you're going to be the one working it not you're going to have your employees come in and shit like that it's going to be like a full two weeks off just for everyone to reset because you get burnt out man you get burnt out quick even if you love your job getting burnt out is can happen to anybody maybe that's what happened to me today maybe i just get burnt out i don't know i don't think so because i don't really do that much at work um so i don't think i would have gotten burnt out but 
Everyone needs a break now and then. And if you love your job, like if you love what you do, you could still get burnt out doing it. It's not like the people that say like, oh, you'll never get burnt out if you love what you do. And it's not a job. You just make money doing it. It's like, bro, you still need to, you, everyone needs to fucking sit down once in a while in silence for like 30 minutes and just think, you know, untangle the fucking wires for a little bit and just relax. So I think a two week holiday every year, the same time every year, the first week of the first week of July. So you have the 4th of July, obviously in there. And you got like two weeks off after that, really. So like this year, 4th of July is on Tuesday. So this two to, this two week stretch would start on Saturday, the previous, the prior Saturday. So next Saturday it would start. Then you get that whole week off and then the following week off. And then you go back to work that Monday, which would be the 17th. Like, wouldn't that be nice? I feel like that would be nice. I don't know what we'd call it. Something like, like the federal fucking community break or something, you know? Kind of like a spring break, but for everybody. I don't know. We'll workshop it. See what we can do. I'll send a letter to the president or something, and we'll go from there. So that's going to wrap it up. Sorry for I was screaming into the mic, and I was a little out of control, but fuck them. Fuck Josh Donaldson, man. I hate that guy. I'm not going to threaten him on air, but I would threaten him in person if I saw him. I'd spit in his face. You can take that to the fucking bank, too. That's what would happen. You know what I'm saying? All right, we're going to wrap it up.